No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. 25 years ago, Kim Olajuwon led the Houston Rockets to their first NBA title. It would be the first back-to-back titles for the Rockets and Olajuwon, who is the finals MVP in both 1994 and in 1995. He is one of the greatest players in the annals of the game of basketball. And on the occasion of the anniversary of his first championship, we welcome Akeem Olajuwon to The Sporting Life. Akeem, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you. I'm I'm honored to be here. Looking back now, a quarter century later, what are your most vivid memories of that run in 1994 when you guys won in the finals against the Knicks? It's just amazing because uh, the memory is is still so fresh in my mind. It's amazing to say it's been 25 years. <laughs> you know, I just I just remember how 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 physical uh, the game was, especially against Patrick. You know, and uh, our matchup with uh, Mason and uh, Oakley, very very physical team. And uh, we have Otis Top, you know, Robert Horry. So both teams match up so well. And uh, it was very, very, very tough, both ends, defensively and offensively. And, and of course, we're speaking with Akeem Olajuwon, the Hall of Fame center for the Houston Rockets, who also had an outstanding career at the University of Houston, uh, team reaching four Final Fours in his time there under Guy Lewis. Three. three final I, I'm sorry, three Final Fours, I meant. Uh, and, of course, you know, that Finals, the NBA Finals in 94, was a rematch of sorts for you and Patrick from – the finals the uh, in the NCAA championship in 1984 in a, in a grudge match. How would you describe your relationship with Patrick? Well, I mean, uh, I think my career uh, with uh, Patrick, I mean, so parallel. My freshman year, we were in the final fours together in uh, New Orleans. Well, we didn't get a chance to play because we lost to North Carolina the first game. And they lost, they lost the final. The Michael Jordan team. Yeah. So we were in the finals fall together that time. And uh, I've watched his career because uh, we, were, we were so close. You know, the same style of basketball, a shot blocker, rebounder, the dominating center. So that was my uh, focus when I, when I was in college. I look up to Patrick and say, you know, this is the guy. When I see him, I see myself. We play the same style. Same game. So when we finally met in the finals, it was a different experience to play against such a dominant big man. And uh, of course, they won uh, in college. Then ten years later, you know, we get a chance to meet again. You know, so it was very, very gratifying for me that this time it was my turn to win. We're speaking with Akeem Olajuwon, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Three Final Fours when he was playing at the University of Houston for Guy Lewis with Clyde Drexler as his teammate in two of those Final Fours. And then, of course, the back-to-back NBA titles in 1994 and 1995. First against Patrick Ewing, one of the greatest centers of all time in 94 when they were playing the Knicks. And then the next year against 
another one of the greatest setters of all time, Shaquille O'Neal and the Orlando Magic, who had reached the NBA Finals. And I mean, when you talk about those battles, Akeem, <laughs> you against Patrick, you against Shaquille, the physicality of it, which you mentioned, it's so much different from today's game. Oh, I mean, when he played against Shaquille, I mean, you, you have to also understand that was when he was much younger. So very active, so strong and confident. Uh, when you play against a team that won about 62 games, you know, it was amazing. Uh, when you look back now, how do we, how do we, how do we overcome by beating them, uh, to sweep that our team? And, you know, you can't, you can't, now when you look back, you say, well, it seems like you accomplished something that is, uh, uh, unachievable. You know, and now the, the more I watched how difficult it is to win championship, make me appreciate our championship much more. You know, uh, Akeem, uh, about 20 years ago on this show, when I was uh, hosting it with my, my father, uh, my father who's uh, who died in 2001, we had Guy Lewis on. And he told that great story about the first time he laid eyes on you. And um, we, we have his perspective on that famous story, the discovery of one of the great basketball players of all time. From your perspective, when you get to Houston from Nigeria... Uh, what kind of a reception did you get at the airport? Well, <laughs> well, first of all, nobody was there to pick me up. You know, <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, I, did, I, I called uh, the number I had with me, which was a basketball office in West of Houston, and I was told that okay, I'll take a cab and we'll pay for it when we get when we get here. So it was a good reception. That once once I met the coach and uh, I met the players and the assistant coaches, I was well welcome. I I, I think Guy Lewis told us back then, Akeem, that um you know he wasn't he was a little skeptical about some of the scouting reports he'd gotten about you. You know he'd been told that you were terrifically talented, but you know he thought maybe some of these reports had been exaggerated. And then he could see you pulling up in the cab and getting out of the cab from the window of his office at the basketball office and when, when he actually saw you he he ran out <laughs> do you remember it that way yes yeah i i remember because uh the coach uh christopher pond he was the coach that discovered me you know, in, in nigeria but he the coach recommended a player previous years before from venezuela that he thought was seven footer but the, uh, the 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 player became it was more like a six five <laughs> It's only seven inches off. Right. So the coach, the coach was not taking his word seriously when I, when when he when, uh, when when I was discovered until 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 he actually until he actually saw me in person before he believed that that you know the coach was really you know that's what happened there. A very pleasant surprise. We're speaking with Akeem Olajuwon, the Hall of Fame center from the Houston Rockets, uh, who is celebrating the 25th anniversary of his 1994 championship. I believe that is the only season in which any player ever in the NBA has been the league MVP, the defensive MVP, and the finals MVP. And, um, you know, Akeem, when I was watching you uh, as a teenager and a young adult, um, and when anyone watched you, one of the things that we, all, we were always amazed at was the gracefulness gracefulness with which you played the center position and um 
the the incredible moves that you had, and, and and a lot of that was attributed to your your grounding in the game of soccer growing up in Nigeria. How much did soccer contribute to your success in basketball? I think that was the that was the, uh, the foundation uh, of the agility uh, to really, to really feel. I don't really feel like a big man, so feel very comfortable, more like a, a small in a big man's body. So playing soccer, you know, all, all these other players we play against are very, very small and quick. So I grew up playing with quick and uh, guys are very agile. So you think like them. So that really had a huge impact on my movement and comfort uh, my footwork. You were in the vanguard of a number of outstanding players who came to the NBA, who came to the U.S. Uh, as college players from Africa, among them, of course, uh, Minut Bol and Dikembe Mutombo uh, from Sudan and uh, from Zaire, now the Congo, respectively. Why aren't we seeing more great players from Africa in this era? Well, you know, I mean, there's a tremendous uh, uh, talent. And of course, with the NBA now with as a global sport, where the destination, a lot of players dream to play in the NBA, and we have a lot of tremendous raw talent that didn't get a chance to develop before. But now, you know, the scouts are all over the world searching. You know, so we have a lot of our uh, great talent in Africa, and you can see the difference now. A lot of uh, players from Nigeria, from Congo, from Ivory Coast, from Cameroon. I mean, tremendous. Uh, and many more are still want to come and have potential to come. When you watch the game today, and here we are in the middle of the you know the NBA Finals, um, and it's changed so much. Um, you know, we, we've got guys like Kevin Durant who are seven feet tall and play the way that he does. And, and, and we've got so much, of course, three-point shooting, which was really just uh, in its infancy when you were coming into the league. How much do you recognize the game as it's played now? Well, I mean, when you see uh, players like Duran, as you, as you mentioned, you know, for, for, for that uh, uh, player of that size, with that ball handling skills, so that gives them freedom to be able to create and shoot over. You know, he can drive, he can pull up, he can post up. So he's more of a complete player, play good defense. And that's always the way I see the game. That's the way I, 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 I like to play the game, to be able to play a complete game. You can drive, you know, you can post up. If I'm bigger than you, I will post you up. If you're bigger than me, I'll take you outside. So you have something for everybody. And, uh, you know, Kevin Durant demonstrated that, that part of the game. And uh, as for three-point shooters, it's amazing that three points now is more like a layup. I've seen guys that will be under the basket and they throw it back to three points. So I used to think maybe that was a bad decision. I would have made the three. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I see the consistency in the, a lot of great shooters in today's game. The game has changed so much. But, but the opportunity of the post is still available. That doesn't change. It's not just being, it's not being capitalized upon. Because if you see a guy that can really have a good post game, it's as good as ever. It's a, it's a great asset. So that doesn't change. It's just not 
He's not capitalized, you know, on. Who do you admire for their post play today? Uh, I don't, I don't see too many players that, that, that really take advantage of the post as, as they should. You know, I don't. Uh, it's not like when it was you and Shaquille and and Patrick and <laughs> Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if you, in, in, in our time, you know, or if you if you if you take a jump shot, you, that means you settle. You settle for a jump shot. You can, that's easy. You take it easy way out because you always get that. It's difficult. It's more difficult when you try to get the ball closer to the basket in the paint. That's more difficult. You get banged. Up. But if you get pushed up, you can always settle for a jump shot. But now, when you shoot a jump shot or a big man shoot three points, now it's a compliment. Right. It's, you know, <laughs> the compliment is they can shoot trees. Well, so, you know, in our time, you can't. I mean, it's just like more like the, you 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 are you are doing more damage into your team as a big man shooting trees instead of getting a high percentage shot under the basket. So the game has changed from that perspective. That it's more now it's a compliment, but still, if you know the, the coach, she, she still wants the big guy getting high percentage shot in the low. If you can shoot three points, that's great as a compliment. But you, first of all, the primary position or opportunity is to be able to get the post moves. Then if you can shoot from outside, you expand your game from that perspective. We're speaking with Akeem Olajuwon, who 25 years ago led the Houston Rockets to their first NBA title against the New York Knicks in seven games. And... and you guys won that title, of course, in 94. You would win the next year. Michael Jordan was out of basketball in 93-94. He came back in 94-95. Uh, I guess it was the middle of the season, and the magic with Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway defeated the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you ever wish that you got to play against Michael's Bulls in the Finals, or or, or are you happy with the way it went? To me, I mean... Uh... People, they say because Barker was was not there. But they, they don't give the credit to Orlando that actually they beat Chicago. You know, it was a great steal. And remember the last steal that uh, Anderson made on, on Jordan. So he was there. They lost. You know, so that wasn't uh, discrediting the, the, this championship. But as I think for me, if I if we play against uh, Chicago, if I dominate, they will say, okay, you don't have big men. So my, my contemporary, you know, I, play, I got a chance to play against uh, all of them. I guess the chance to play against Patrick, uh, David, and Shaq. Those are guys I look up to. They have a contemporary. So if I play against Jordan, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting, but we don't play the same position. You know, so I'm very happy with... Uh, 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 our championship, how, how everything went. I wasn't, I wasn't dodging to say, I wish we didn't play Chicago. I was, I hope that we have an opportunity because we played them during the regular season and uh, we felt very confident and comfortable. And of course, the regular season is always different from uh, players. What, what do you, what do you do now? You're, you're 56 now, is that right, Akeem? 56, yes. You're 56. You, you've been in the Hall of Fame for 11 years. Um, you've been out of basketball as a player, obviously, for a long time now. Wh- where do you find in your life now the kind of fulfillment that uh, you found as a player in basketball? 
Well, you know, it's just uh, retired from basketball, but still, you know, uh, watching the game, it's still part of the game. I'm still consulting with the, with the Houston Rockets. I take care of my business, you know, invest me. I like, I like, I like development. I'm a land developer. I develop a lot of uh, properties, uh, build my foundation, you know, for education and uh, in Nigeria for feeding. Uh, just uh, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm uh, taking care of my children, so I feel occupied. I still feel fulfilled, except when I watch basketball now and I see a guy that just jump. I grab my knees, but I feel that pain on my <laughs> knees just by watching the game. And I walk out and game play two and three. So just, just to maintain that, that fun. <laughs> well, Akeem, it's, it's really been a pleasure. Um, uh, we've been speaking with Akeem Olajuwon, one of the greatest players in the annals of basketball, one of the great gentlemen of the sport as well, a two-time NBA champion. I can't believe it's been a quarter century, Akeem. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Sporting Life and reminiscing. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.